0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. My name's Josh. We're going to noodle today with our guest, Ashley Fee. Ashley Fee came to me by way of my incredible partner. I have had friends of partners in the past who I knew... If the relationship were to ever end, that they would be their friends, not mine. And I've had other friends where I've been like, oh, this is someone who likes this person for the same reasons I do and happens to be just as cool. Happens to be someone else who I want to become friends with. Right. You know, you have your uh, kind of earned and owned relationships, owned being those that have come to you by birth or uh, partner choice, (laughs) and those you've earned and put in the work to become your own. Ashley was one of those individuals who, from the start, I knew was somebody that I wanted to be friends with on my own, either in the context of my partner or just to kind of get to know this person because they were cool, fun, weird, friendly, and as neurodivergently ADHD as I am myself. Ashley is someone who I've learned a ton about and a ton from as someone who's born and raised in Southern California, left to spend a good chunk in Philly, and then came back to California to really settle down and figure out what root building meant to them. So, I could noodle and gush on how much I enjoy talking with Ashley, but I know this won't be the... F- last episode that I record with her so let's get into it and as always I hope you enjoy it hit the theme moved out of Michigan got a job
1: in the city of sin kind of boy with the beard of joy hits
0: record and lets you in gotta take a drink if you get interrupted don't forget that onion dip Retweet the show so his feet can stay off the ground Sit back and relax Take the conversation to the
1: max Josh is new than a Beans, French Onion Dip, Dean's French Onion Dip. Dean's French Onion Dip, Dean's French Onion Dip. Can I hear that real quick?
0: There are some people in which, before the show starts, I need to do research, I need to have notes, I need to have an outline. There are other people who I'm completely comfortable just hitting record. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm flattered.
0: (laughs) And you are not one of those people. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Noodling with Josh. So the rules for those who are just tuning in for the first time Mm -hmm. are the same as they are for every episode. The first is, our safe word is Dean's French Onion Dip.
2: Dean's French Onion Dip.
0: Dean's French Onion Dip. The hope is that we say it enough that we get some sort of deal. Sponsorship deal. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. We've actually never used, maybe once. A crate. Um, I don't think we've ever used it. Yeah, we've used it probably once. The second rule is if we're interrupted, if we're mid-convo and something else happens, cat jumps up, partner comes home with your shot (laughs) fun and next to us we have some uh, casamigos tequila actually i started this when i started season two of the show yeah so all of this that's been drunk so far is you've been interrupted plenty of times it looks like mostly by my fat furry little producer (laughs) named dolly who comes to check on me (laughs) and then the third rule is this is a show by you so you have to share it too
2: okay I've got stories, maybe. <laughs> we'll find out.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, I always come into this, just for those who don't know who you are, who might be my friends who are listening, Ashley, what brought you to today? What brought you to being here in the studio?
2: Oh my gosh. I mean, do I want to start?
0: Where, wherever you want. <laughs> you, As long or short.
2: I mean, I walked here from uh, the apartment <laughs> <laughs> where I'm uh, dog sitting, okay. which is kind of fun because I get to watch dogs and not have to like t- take them to the vet. Oh, my I'm, God. Are we being in a <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: That's on you. Already. I mean, already he, we he's have.
2: sniffing the tequila bottle. I feel like we have to do a shot. Every like, single
0: is... one of our drinks that are open, he will try.
2: Right, right.
0: Oh, so, uh, first interruption goes to Ollie Cat. Aww. I gave you a giant glass, so it looks like less.
2: Well, I walked here. I just admitted that, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not driving <laughs> I
0: also, whenever I ask that question, it's yeah. always one of two things. It's always, oh, I drove here, or, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just opened the Zoom. I, I, I did mean a little more, like, metaphorically. How did you get to be on the show today? But I like that you're very realistic i Real, response. real literal. Just I walked. Be,
2: I'm just being literal because I think it's Cheers. cheeky so that I can buy time to think of a better story.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, George Clooney. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> happy,
2: happy Sunday. That's actually not terrible. ready right? Yeah.
0: That's why I've been able to drink that much of it.
2: It doesn't burn too bad. Um. Let's see. You were the fiance of one of my very good friends I've known for uh, several years. So I met in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, at an improv comedy theater in Philly.
0: That's where you met Lizzie. Yeah. Do, doing improv.
2: Yeah, but the funny thing is, we never—I don't think we ever performed together. <laughs> But I remember the first time I saw Lizzie. This sounds like a romantic story. It. Maybe it it is, but our romantic <laughs> a romantic doesn't bud yet. We don't right here. <laughs> um, She was doing this act called Page One, uh, which is a lot of fun. And I remember her like standing up on a block. Like I'd walked into the theater, and she was because I was probably late to the show, <laughs> and she started, She was like in the show acting and I was like wow first of all I was like wow she's really pretty so apparently romance um I just don't tell her though even though <laughs> no I'm just kidding uh but she's so freaking funny and I was like that that's I don't know why I don't remember every time I meet someone for the first time but for some reason um I remember that one but anyways we like uh went to parties together at the uh, at, Whatever, and yeah. we would walk because we would walk home from the parties at the same time, and we were kind of in the same direction, and then we'd split off. And then every time we would just like laugh and giggle. And then <laughs> she told me she was moving to LA, and I was like, Cool, well, I just felt like that wasn't the end to yeah, yeah. our friend- friendship. We're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You being Lizzie quietly <laughs> walking through the back of the scene in, like, the most dramatic <laughs> way to make nasty. no noise. I don't want to be interrupted. Well, we... <laughs> I'm just watching, like, imagine watching Jim Carrey on mute right now. That's, that's what I'm seeing <laughs> behind you. And she's cleaning up, <laughs> trying <that> to. <laughs> it's literally just uh, doing the bridge moves. <laughs> we
2: <laughs> I mean, were clearly being interrupted.
0: Yeah, holy but, hell. But,
2: um... Yeah, so then she moved out here, and then I moved out here, like, I don't know, a year later or something, So I'm from California, and my family's here. It just made sense.
0: So you're from California, and you ended up in—let <laughs> oh. me help, let me help. You, you're from California, but you ended up in Philadelphia. What brought you to Philadelphia?
2: Um, I—so I, I'm from the Bay Area, Sacramento.
0: Sure.
2: I did my undergrad. Oh, cheers. <laughs> being interrupted a lot today.
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. Ugh. It it, mm. promises it gets better. It gets even better.
2: I'm going to chase mm. it with this French vanilla hot, coffee. Hot,
0: hot coffee. <laughs> you know it's a weird mix that kind of works? I have matcha. Nice. Yeah. I have a whole matcha thing going on with my tequila. And then mm. It's uh. like I have tequila and then I'm drinking grass.
2: <laughs> um... Uh, yeah oh okay so I'm from Northern California I did my undergrad at UC Irvine so I lived in Orange County for like six years I lived there a couple years after I graduated then I was like this place is too nice (laughs) I mean it's just like you know what like how many gorgeous sunsets can you see every day you
0: know (laughs) I'm just like come on uh
2: so I was like this place is too nice so I uh, my friend and I moved to philadelphia
0: <laughs> i i don't often hear the oh i saw some as someone who their entire life was trying to move here yeah from michigan yeah. i grew up in michigan and i wanted to be on the west coast
1: yeah
0: i don't hear often stories of people growing up here <laughs> and then going to the coldest place possible but they could i mean
2: <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time someone was like, "You're from Cali, why would you leave?" Uh.
0: Why would you come to Philadelphia? Yeah. So, were there other places you had in mind or was it always
2: Um, so my friend and I, my, like one of my best friends. Um, we talked about New York. She didn't want to go to New York. I was like, yeah. "Fine. I wasn't like sure. hell bent on it." And then she wanted to go to Boston, and I was like, "Okay." But then I had a couple other friends who had moved to Philly. I had been there um, a handful of times in college because I was on the rowing team and yeah. we would travel out there every May to compete. And my senior year, we won the Dadville Regatta in Philly, which is on the Schuylkill River. And so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Dadville and Schuylkill. A lot of <laughs> words that I'm just going to let go. dad
2: Uh name of a guy big rowing guy dadville it's the world's largest collegiate regatta wow. um we were number one out of 37 crews that year and the navy was, was one of them so i beat navy in a boat race <laughs> which i just think it's so funny because
0: uh, you were rowing for u.s
2: uc irvine uc irvine yeah sorry yeah uh
0: that's amazing
2: yeah so it's yeah. So I had fond memories of
0: when like the army navy play football and one of them loses. It doesn't really mean much, but when you beat the navy in a boat <laughs> boat race, race, like I I can't say that that fought the navy, but that shows that you're a badass. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how'd really you get bad. into rowing? Um, that's such a I play, very niche sport. I know. <laughs>
2: it's very expensive. Um, Is it? Oh yeah, those shells. The racing shells can be. 20, 30, 40 oh, grand. Geez. Yeah, they're very expensive.
0: I always just assumed that, like, whatever the school you were in had those. Well, yeah, I didn't buy those.
2: good. Oh, Lord. You no, know, the <laughs> athletics department bought those. Yeah. Okay, the you budget and stuff, and the oars and all of that. We had our own, like, guy who managed our boathouse, too, yeah. and he would drive because you'd pack up the boats onto the trailer and, like, drive them to the. Uh, out to our races and stuff. we had to like strap them on the trailer. We had to like put them on. It's this whole thing.
0: I had the most Van Wilder college experience, like straight out of that show. But mm-hmm. the one thing I didn't have in my cool school was a boathouse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah? It's
0: just a whole nother level of west coast living
2: (laughs) (laughs) right there in newport beach
0: (laughs) come on i
2: mean literally we'd go out and the sun would rise and it would be like the most beautiful pinks and purples and blues and then sometimes and i'm not kidding you there would just be dolphins jumping next to us like (laughs) you're just like fucking i got calc
0: next i'm working out this (laughs) sucks let me go to philly Uh,
2: yeah no uh, no, I. by that time I moved to Philly, it was two years after I graduated, and everyone just kind of, like, moved on. Also, it was the big econo- economic crash yeah. uh, at that time. I was working two jobs way too many hours, like 60 oh hours a week. My. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was fun, but... And I was just kind of tired of... It's kind of sleepy. Orange County is a little sleepy. And you can only go to Disneyland so many times, you know?
0: (laughs) The happiest place on earth really wears (laughs) off after a
2: while. But when you're 24 and, you know, you don't have any responsibilities or anything, you're just like, screw it. Like, we're just gonna go do something else. I did not expect to live in Philly for uh, almost nine years I was there. I did not expect that. Yeah. But I met some of the best people and my best friends and... It's a great city. <laughs> it's uh, rough around the edges, but...
0: I have friends from Michigan who went to visit Philadelphia for the first time. Mm-hmm. They went on a little vacation because they were doing a marathon. Uh-huh. And I think it was one of the Susan G. Komen marathons. And since then, they've been posting like, I keep thinking about Philly. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I, I love it. I visited like once a year for this event called PAX, uh-huh. which is this tabletop convention and it's rough around the edges for sure. Yeah. And that was that was one piece where I was like, oh, this is like, this is Detroit if everyone stayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the city instead of, yeah. you know, the white flight shenanigans. And I was just like, this is, I see it. I see what's here. I see mm-hmm. why people love it. Mm-hmm. But my friend, and it's my friend Katie, and she keeps posting about Philadelphia. And I'm just like, it's just the weirdest jump. To like Detroit, Philadelphia. Yeah. But it's also not at the same time. It kind I of I mean, it's not as tracks. weird
2: as, you know, Newport Beach, California. Home of the, the cigarettes.
0: <laughs> to the home of the people who really like cigarettes. <laughs> so yeah. you were you were in Philadelphia for seven, seven nine eight, years.
2: Eight, eight, almost nine, yeah. Almost nine years. Mm-hmm. I was in
0: Vegas for, yeah, nine years. Yeah. And I never thought I'd stay there. I, after that, went back to Michigan and then Chicago and then now I'm finally here. Mm-hmm. But what brought you back to California?
2: Um, I think at that point I want, I knew I didn't want to stay there because my yeah. family's out here and just, sure. it's, California's my home and I always saw myself being out here. I have, yeah. I have a, a, a younger brother I'm very close with, I'm close with my parents. My brother got married in December 2018, and I had to, um, yeah, they're still together. They had a baby uh, in March. She's the cutest thing that ever lived. Um, (laughs) But she, um, so they got married in the end of 2018, and I had to miss like all the the parties and yeah. all the stuff leading up to it. You know, the yeah. engagement party and the bridal shower and the bachelorette. Like that sucks because it's my only brother, mm-hmm. and I love my sister in law. She's awesome and amazing, and um, I'm not saying that because it's being recorded. She's, <laughs> she's <laughs> I saw you rad. look
0: immediately at like the okay, it's still uh, recording. time, yeah. <laughs> time shackles. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I don't edit these at all. Great. <laughs> so, what you say, Dean's French, <laughs> onion dip, it's in. Mm, Dean's French onion dip? It's staying in.
2: Mmm, Dean's French onion dip. So creamy and so oniony and French. <laughs> Bonjour to my taste, <laughs> to my taste buds. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> I
0: don't know why it's mm. French onions.
2: I don't know. We just make things French to sound better, like fries or
0: yeah i never why French french okay never mind i'm gonna, I'm gonna almost call an inter, interruption on my own brain for saying well, why are they french fries i don't but know no, it's uh, to import, so, so yeah, yeah your family so yes yeah, yeah. yeah
2: i mean i'm long too long didn't read yeah uh i it, basically at that point i was like all right ashley like this is ridiculous now like you you missed all this stuff yeah i couldn't have afford to fly across the country that many times yeah. and it just like killed me so i went to the wedding had an awesome time, and I after, when I came back, I was like, "Yeah, it's time to go." Yeah. And then when you are get, you know, I was like, I in my early 30s, and by that time, I was like, "Okay, you know, I think I want to start putting down some roots." I wasn't making many hard commitments to anything in my life because yeah. I just knew I didn't want to stay, and I was like, "Okay, like I really want to start like being serious about shit," and. Uh, yeah, just kind of all made sense. I took a long time to really process and yeah. then t- before I told people. After
0: nine years. Because
2: I'm so beloved that, like, it would just crush the hearts of, like, hundreds of people. Oh. So I had to make sure I did it, you know, and meant it, you well, know? Well, City
0: of Brotherly Love really needed to rethink <laughs> its motto after you left. Yeah. Just like... The city that used to have Ashley Fee, but yeah. it didn't ring as well. I know, it just,
2: it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. What does brotherly love mean? It's Greek. So phila and delphia. Okay. It's a Greek word and it literally translates to like brother, love, love of brothers or something like that. Okay, so it's, okay, so like it's no
0: like we're all in it together. It's no. just literally the literally. name of the city. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know why that makes Maybe me...
2: it was just like the founding fathers or like, you know kissing each other and <laughs> <laughs> just like
0: uh, we're all brethren first all
2: ye brethren
0: <laughs> it was all of the the gays that got kicked out of Boston I mean you've
2: seen their like little pantaloons and their tall socks and their wigs with the curls
0: <laughs> with oh man have I ah oh, that's my favorite that's, <laughs> screw the leather bar I go back to the founding fathers bars <laughs> yeah. out in Wiyo I'm a big sucker for a powdered wig and <laughs> <Who> <laughs>
1: is
2: it? whale teeth. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah. So, when you were in Philadelphia for nine years, is that when you were doing improv mostly? Did yeah. you for the whole nine years?
2: No, I started in. So I moved there in 2011. Okay. I started improv in 2014. I took my first class.
0: Took so first class. So you went classes first, and then yeah. you joined there. Yeah. I feel like that. Do you have to take classes to do improv?
2: Um, it's recommended. <laughs> Can you just
0: make it up as you go?
2: No. I mean it's much no more way in progress. it's Sorry. <laughs> No, it's no, that's a good question. because people think that's what it is. Or yeah. they think I use stand up, which I don't. Stand up is different, I have heard Famous, you know, successful comedians say if you're taking a class, like, you're not going to be good at it. Yeah, Like, it's a different kind of storytelling. Sure, sure, sure. But with improv, because you're on a team and and stuff, I say it's like basketball. Yeah. Where you have to practice and run the plays and, like, get to know how each other plays. But when it's game time, like, you can, like, run those plays, but you don't know where the ball's going to go. Of course. So, um, yeah, you, like run drills and learn how to build characters and you learn about object work so you know you're moving around all the invisible objects you're learning about being grounded in your character building out relationships yeah and of course in improv 101 the first one is learning the the golden rule of the yes and yes and oh my god i bring that up
0: everywhere I've ever worked yeah. or in any meeting I've ever had.
2: Yeah.
0: Especially when we're in brainstorming I'm just like has anyone done improv? Yeah. And obviously no one ever says yes in those <laughs> situations in yeah. corporate world. But I'm just like okay let me tell you what yes and means real yeah. quick. Yeah. And then I am like really <laughs> like I have like a buzzer where I'm just like ah, I was a yes but. Do mm-hmm. you know what that means? No. So try it again. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I am a stickler about that sometimes. Yeah.
2: Nothing gets built if you negate what has been gifted or oh, yeah. offered, if you say... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know this. There yeah. are also but times
0: yeah. where, from the audience, you can tell when someone isn't 100% grounded mm-hmm. in the character choice mm-hmm. that has been given to them, yep. and then, like, you immediately kind of lose it yourself. Yeah. You're just like, uh, I'll wait for yeah. the next one.
2: Yeah. I mean, it completely gets rid of your ego. You have to, like, you have drop to. your ego, your ideas. I can't tell you how many times I've had ideas... Uh, come within the show while I'm on stage and you like have this weird uh, like conscious subconscious like you have to like pocket your subconscious into your subconscious your ideas and thoughts you're like even if it was going to be good if it doesn't serve the show or the scene or anything like you gotta just let it go and otherwise you know you're like trying to force something in and it doesn't make any sense to the show you know you think it's going to be funny you're just doing it for yourself at that point
0: there, I didn't realize that... You're totally right when they say, like, stand-up and improv is kind of broken out differently here. Mm-hmm. But the third is, is sketch,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I see, you can see classes, you can take classes for stand-up, improv, or sketch. Mm-hmm. Those seem to be the three, like, main tenets of comedy, or these least classes out here. What's the biggest difference between improv and sketch?
2: Well, sketch is, uh, you know, write, you're writing.
0: Everything's pre-written. Everything's,
2: yeah. But improv can... Serve your yeah. sketch brain and how you put that all together quickly, and how you think it kind of really reformats how you think about storytelling and, and your imagination and letting things yeah. flow. The yes and right, yeah. it's all just like this is where it's going, and this is the truth. That's the and. So yes is like yes, like you keep building this out creatively, yeah. and and so you're adding on top of it, and so that helps sketch and stand up um i think improv is a good foundation it's a shame that it's not considered more of an art and i think a lot of that is it doesn't translate very well to camera
1: yeah
2: so you see sketch like snl is sketch sketch comedy and of course stand-up specials yeah but there's not a lot of improv and it just doesn't it's very like energy oriented so it doesn't really translate that well which is why like I th- I mean, there's whose line is it anyway? And that's short form, which is a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, But I heard they it's like three hours that they shoot and Cut then they down edit into... it. Yeah, because I've done a lot of short form too, which is fun. But but like sketch is, you know, easier because you're writing and rehearsing. Written, and everything's and... pre-blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's SNL. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. sketch, not yeah. improv. But yeah. So.
0: Do you think Do you think there <laughs> could be an improv version of SNL? Mm, or is that something relegated more to like Twitch even? I
2: mean I think if there could be there would be. <coughs> I think well, we're at that point now where like Yeah. Cause there was um Middleton and Schwartz did a show. I think they did, that was yeah. very fairly successful, but uh-huh. I don't know how much it was edited. So I think there could be, but it would have to be edited again. But again it's so and Schwartz, yeah.
0: Thomas Middleditch and yeah. Ben Schwartz. Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz from Sonic Hedgehog, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're checking out on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. Just a quick side note <laughs> for those who are just like, wait, what was that? I want to watch that.
2: Metal, ditch and Sword. Yeah. Because um, I know, like, uh, UCB, um, the four founders of UCB, uh, they did so. The Upright Citizens Brigade was a show. I yeah. think Comedy Central aired it. Yeah. Back
0: yeah. in the I don't 90s. know that I ever watched it because something else was on at the time. Either. Or, yeah. but I remember it being like Mad TV. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. But I like Mad TV better yeah. at the time.
2: So, I don't know. I think it's just for television, live TV. I think it's just so. Enter- I mean, I did improv. Uh, during the pandemic, I did improv on Twitch in a couple of different ways. It yeah. was like short form with my short form team in Philly, the yeah. N crowd, the Philly end crowd. If you're in the area, you should go check them out, Um So much fun. I miss them terribly. But so I got to do some online stuff while I lived here because I moved here at the beginning of 2020. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so I got to do some of that. But again, it's so energy dependent. and. Yeah. The laughter of the crowd and your teammates on the sidelines really dictates a lot of the yes, right? Yeah, 100%. So,
1: um,
2: so when you're on Twitch and you don't have that, like, you can't make eye contact. Yeah. You can't, like, be in each other's space. Object work is very difficult in this, like, little square that you're, like, sitting in, like, the Brady Bunch. Your, yeah,
0: when there's four Brady Bunch <laughs> yeah. squared out. Yeah. And
2: on t- Twitch, like, you could see, like, people typing, ha, 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 but it's not the same.
0: And it comes in five seconds yes. later. Yes, there's a huge delay. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so it just, while it was fun, and that's... All we had yeah. when you have live shows, people aren't gonna generally opt for online as much. Yeah, but I know It just didn't feel good. Like it's much more fun when the house just like is packed with people and like just everyone just laughs so hard at the thing you said or anything, you know, their team, and oh, it's just the best. Feeling Nothing the makes me
0: put my phone down in a theater like improv. Yeah. I stand up, I'm always, if I'm in the back, I can, you know, I'll live tweet a funny thing and then I'll put my phone away. Mm -hmm. But nothing makes me literally zone in and focus Mm -hmm. on improv because I don't know if it's me just like looking for the person who's best and worst in it Mm -hmm. or like there's something about improv where it's just like I'm totally zoned in and I'm not always watching the people who are talking, I'm Mm -hmm. watching the other people, Mm -hmm. watching their brains turn and you can kind of see when like someone's like taking a breath to walk in. So, yeah, you and and Lizzie are now in an improv team out here.
2: Mm
0: Can we talk about them at all?
2: Yeah. um, Our team is PowerShot. We just started, like, a few months ago, and we kind of came together, um, sort of... I mean, I took a class and met uh, Sarah on the team and did a couple of projects with her briefly that didn't work out, and so we... Are on this team now and everyone else kind of met through the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Yeah. And um, then I invited Lizzie. We wanted like another person because yeah. people are busy and you you know sometimes you have a show and everyone's <laughs> kind of busy and well you know four people out of seven is still fine. So we add, yeah so Lizzie came and everyone loved her. I knew everyone would and um, oh, of course she adds like this great Man, I really sound like I'm in love with your fiance. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I just, she's different than, uh, just different enough for me that I'm just like, where does this come from? This is like this. she's <laughs> got is this it's... like extra drama sense to her characters and, and stuff. So that was a lot of fun.
0: That's another funny thing about improv that I always forget until I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. That like, you don't necessarily need to be the funniest person Mm-mm. in the world to be Mm-mm. good at improv. In fact, that helps you be the straight person. Yeah. And the the straight man is the one who's being normal in a ridiculous situation. Yeah. And that's sometimes way better. Well, you're
2: like the voice of the audience. So the audience, yeah. Yeah. So you can call stuff out that the audience is thinking, which is a lot of fun. Um, And give that, that. Foundation for the other character. Maybe a wackier character to build off of.
0: You are an incredible straight person in the sense (laughs) that... Again, straight person in this context means someone who is the, the...
2: more yeah. grounded. The grounded balance. person. Yeah. yeah. Is there a
0: better word for that? Straight person, I Me. Mean, that's just what the term is. Yeah.
2: The yeah. straight man. The straight yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's the original.
0: You are incredibly good at that because there are times in which you're saying something that I don't know it's a joke until you finish talking <laughs> and then you like wait a beat and then a little
2: curl comes up in your
0: smile <laughs> and you're just like okay that was a joke right. <laughs> i was following the whole time but i wasn't sure
2: <laughs> that's that's so funny that you say that yes i uh, <laughs> i'm sneaky <laughs> there you um, know, that's another way to say it i do try to i like being wacky too and i will like i kind of add to this and i've been told this before that i'm good at adding in what the scene is missing yeah um that i'm very very technical in that way and can be the loud boisterous wacky one who's just talking about poop the whole time (laughs) you know if if, shit i'm stuck in this character more (laughs)
0: shit talk all right
2: (laughs) or can be the you know sound of reason or whatever it's like bal, yeah very i'm very balanced in in that way that's just kind of been my mo, which is because um, which is
0: helpful because when the scene is set with however many people and they're all literally thinking of the next word they're gonna say mm-hmm. they need someone who can be on the outside watch all of it and jump in yeah do you like starting a scene or joining a scene more
2: um i think i i prefer to start a scene but sometimes when i don't know how to like explain it like, I tend to see the show from the audience perspective, whether it be like...
0: As the audience the Thanks, thanks <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> but just like reading, you know, what's going on. So if we don't, if we kind of need to figure out what the location is, yeah. you know, like coming in and doing that, or do we're not sure what the relationship is, because the people in the scene haven't like established that and it's really needed sometimes. Yeah. Some improv scenes you don't need all of that you yeah. don't need to check all the boxes but sometimes it just needs a little bit of help so you're supporting your team yeah um but yeah i mean being wacky is a lot of fun too It just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it just kind of depends but seeing it from the so like building up stage picture yeah. and stuff like which is that's really important to me is is um, what it looks like as well, and it's just kind of fun. But I don't know. I love improv so much. The stakes are so high; it makes you think about it. You you can always be funnier. There there's no ceiling to how funny you can be. Oh, you absolutely. can always be a better scene partner. It's made yeah. me better in life. and like you were saying, you brought you bring the rules to work. Oh yeah. Um, you don't. Uh, and someone something that our coach had talked about, which resonated a lot, was not putting all the decision making and all the work on the other person. So coming into the scene and asking questions is not helpful unless you have like your character. I mean, that's one of the rules. You have to learn the rules before you can break them. Yeah. And so that's another class, uh, another podcast, <laughs> but like, um, so you don't want to come in asking all the questions because you're making your partner do all the do work. Do all the work, mm-hmm. yeah. And you think that's helpful, but it's not. You need to come in and you need to make decisions and yeah. make statements and whatever, yada, yada. Because, But it's like the same in relationships, right? You don't want like, the partner to make all the decisions. You don't want them to do all the work and you're just like along for the ride. Yeah, right. Because you're not helping.
0: You want to give your at least side yeah. of it and yeah. then tie it together. Same,
2: yeah, same in business, same yeah. in anything. You know, show up.
0: What what do you think is the one thing about improv that people don't understand or know that you would want to tell them? Like, this is the one thing you're missing by not going through, you know, being in an improv, you know, group, troupe, or studying it. Mm. What's some, what's one thing you've learned that you wish other people just knew off the bat?
2: I mean, it takes a lot of work and training yeah. to make it look effortless. Yeah. yeah. So if you go and see a very good, effortless, like, improv show and it looked like they were just shooting the shit and having fun and maybe they kind of were but it took takes a long time to get there yeah to communicate i mean it's all about communicating um you're communicating with object work you know what it, it, that can help show what you're doing without having to be like hi i am the police officer and i am here to arrest you because you know you're not yeah, like and this is my notepad sp- yeah, that so i'm writing, writing in now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah all this stuff you don't have to do that you can communicate in other ways but That and then letting go. Like you can come in with an idea, but if someone says something first, because it was stated first in real life, that's the that that's the reality, and you have to let go of what you said. Yeah. Or what you were thinking, not what you said, but um, that it takes a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. There is. There's a and to be make it look effortless takes a lot a lot of hard work. It's not just like making shit up on the spot. There's a lot that goes behind it.
0: I've wandering. seen improv troops where I've... Someone has come into the scene, said something, and then either left. And I'm just like, ooh, they had that in their head ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They knew they were going to say that. And they had no regards to what was happening on stage. Mm-mm. But they needed to say those words. <laughs>
2: yeah. And uh-oh,
0: it didn't work very well.
2: Yeah. I've definitely been in bad improv shows. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. Steve- Stephen Colbert is one of my favorite things. Stephen Colbert said, you have to love the bomb. Yeah. You have to love... You have to like rejoice in the failure. You oh, have to learn from it. And like, you can learn so much more from the failure than the success. Any success so ever. That, oh, yeah. that's how you kind of overcome the fear of doing something wrong or bad. Yeah. It's worse to just not do anything at all than to like do something and be like, oh, that was wrong. That was bad. No one left. This blah, is blah, what blah. I and, yeah. and this is, you know, process it and figure out why. Cause you'll learn so much more from that. So. I always take that with me,
0: too. I love like, that. I love the boss. There's so many different ways that people have said that to me over the years. So, Stephen Colbert piece, I love what, like, Buddha, it's like, you know, suffering is have the path of enlightenment. All that means is by failing a bunch of times, you learn a bunch, mm-hmm. and then you get smarter Right over time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I had an old boss that said, fail fast, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what that same boss had an issue with was, when you failed, that's a good thing. So they'd say fail fast as in the sense of like fail and then learn from it and get mm-hmm. better but they wouldn't uh, appreciate or allow for the learning time. Uh, they'd just be like, well, you, "Okay, we'll do it again." Like, "Well, hold on." Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to fail all over again <laughs> yeah. if I don't take a second to know why right. I failed. It
2: still sucks. Like, fail. Yeah. it's still hard. Yeah. But if you're you're still you're doing something,
0: it's like you're failing learning
2: from it. and then learning. Yeah. yeah. That's being human. But not doing anything Or relinquishing, again, all of the decision-making to your partner or other people because you're afraid to, like, make a decision is, like, not helpful at all. And then nobody wants to, like, be in a scene with you, work with you, be your partner. Like, like, it's amazing all of the, like, yeah, the stuff that it teaches you about life if you pay attention enough to realize how it affects everything else.
0: When you are... (laughs) <laughs> when you're fine you have your scene partners, mm-hmm. you find people that you can trust. Why then is the process of naming your improv troupe so difficult <laughs> yet always so bad? <laughs> I have yet to meet an improv group that I've been like, "Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like that's such a power shot. I love it because it's a name that I don't have any notes on." <laughs> Because it's not a bad pun, and it's not something that I don't understand. It's
2: just kind of like...
0: They're just words. Fine.
2: Yeah. Like, we needed a name. And you can't... If, and then we had... The, someone had the idea, like, what if we change our name for every show? I'm like, great. No one's ever going to know who we are every <laughs> ever. time. Ever. You, I was like, uh, that's bad branding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can't... That's... You, no. <laughs> no.
2: That's the opposite of what you want. You want people to affiliate their whatever with you in your brand. Um... No, I don't know. Uh, I, it comes from wherever. It comes from uh, a scene you had in practice and you kept repeating this word or whatever. I mean, and then people are like, you know, then, you know, sometimes like, we should make this our team name and no one says no. And so you do. And then it just happens. I mean, ours isn't like, I don't think anybody on PowerShot would be like, this is the best improv team name, but it's definitely not the worst. It's not so. the worst? For <laughs> lots of
0: reasons.
2: I mean, uh, I always say too, like, if you think about band names, like yeah. music band, I mean, most of them are pretty bad
1: They're, oh, but yeah. you
2: eventually you know like the backstreet boys in sync like not real and in, in sync with little asterisk, a little asterisk kind of terror like yeah. that's a terrible band name but you now it's just like you've affiliated so you know, so many emotional connections and all of this stuff with that Such band name curse. that you don't yeah. even think about it anymore you, yeah. and then you love it and so it like it doesn't matter how bad it is the who like funny okay sure the Beatles B-E-A-T like yeah, so like, lame so come on but we love that you love the Beatles so you're like you love
0: it that's it that's yeah, fine yeah I the closest I am in to an improv group right now is I, I stream with some guys on Twitch and we're hot dead radio
2: mm.
0: Because uh, we're arguably attractive, none of us are fathers, and it's <laughs> online. I
2: was just going to ask: Are so like any of you dads? <laughs> One of them
0: just became a dad, Aww. so he's a plus. This—we're all pet fathers. Pre dads, <laughs> yeah. You
2: know.
0: Hot potentially dad, yeah. Hot pre dad radio. <laughs> yeah, the pre word. <laughs> had some issues with that over the years. Pre just by itself. Oh. I, it's one of those, yeah, it, it, it was just words that we said now at this point two and a half years ago that are just like, it was funny. It just, it was just Yeah. Yeah. We have a Discord group yeah. after it and, and all that <laughs> stuff. It's just the words, <laughs> hot radio. Ah, I love it. Yeah. The, the other, I don't know if the other guys love it as much, but.
2: It just becomes something that you yeah. love that doesn't it's even like, yeah, starts as like nothing maybe or, I don't know. It's kind of funny how that evolves.
0: What's the worst team name that you've seen?
2: Oh my god, no! You're gonna make me call people. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't
0: have to say them by name, except for uh, their group name.
2: I can't. What is the worst?
0: What's one that you've been like? Uh, okay, fine.
2: I mean, there's oh, there's one here. <laughs> like I know people love it, but I I don't know what it is about. <laughs> There's this team called, and I know they're really great. And I've actually performed with someone on this team; who's, like amazing. But uh, there's a team called Bernie Mac and Cheese. <laughs> they're getting like free airtime. <laughs> but like, for, there's something about that. And but uh, then there's like, I think it's just like the pun of it, and it's like food. I don't know what it is. It's, something about it. It's not like... the worst. It's not the worst. Um, but it just
0: makes you roll your eyes. What is
2: there like some stuff that are like. Because you usually come out and you say, hey, everyone, we're blank, right? And so some of them are like, we're like hot people, we're blah, blah, blah. I can tell you some of the best. Yeah, tell me some of the best. I mean, I was on a team called Where the Trees Are and we loved that one. And that stemmed from like one of our coaches talking about his experience in rehab. And how they separated the men and the women, and they could only see each other through like a sliver in a window. And they wanted—they were trying to communicate to be like, "Hey, do you want to have sex where the trees are?" And we thought that was so funny. Where the
0: trees are. And
2: that evolved. We then like, I put on like philanthropic, uh, philanthropic. Oh my gosh, I had two shots of tequila. Philanthropic (laughs) show.
1: Philanthropic wrong.
2: Philanthropy and it's philanthropic. Okay, all right, I follow. Um, So philanthropic shows with the U.S. Forestry Service, and the Philadelphia Horticultural Society, and Tree Philly, which is part of the Parks and Rec Department of Philadelphia, so we, like, because of that team branding, we became, like, tree people, <laughs> and, like, had partnerships from that, and got to raise money for those, which was so fun. I Del-
0: hope you're on stage at one of these events, and be like, let me tell you about how we got our name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: we even, for one of those shows, we did it at a local brewery in and it became, like, a Young Professionals Networking event, too, at, a, at Yards Brewery in Philadelphia. We put it on. It was so fun um, to do that. And then we had a tree that I, I went to, like, Ikea and bought, like, a little tree and named him Wrestle. <laughs> because he's, you know, every day I'm wrestling. Anyways. <laughs> um, okay. Some of my... Uh, I mean, there were, like, I think two... I f- affiliate some good improv team names yeah. with because the team is good. It doesn't mean that it's a good name. But there was one <laughs> called Triple Double, which I loved. in Philly. Triple Double. That's a cool one. I all think all there
1: right. were. F-
2: like, hey
0: everyone, we're Triple Double. Yeah, all
2: I right. mean yeah. it's fine. Uh, and then the future, and a lot of the same people are on the same one. But like I, I think because I affiliate it, like. The, I was on, so I was on the Philly N crowd, so the yeah. N crowd, N means, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like, the N crowd? I'm like, sure, it's, eh, N is whatever you want it to mean, except, unless it's a bad word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: only <laughs> positive I mean,
2: it doesn't, yeah. Uh, I was on, yeah, so Where the Trees Are was on a team called, yeah, the N crowd is on a team called the Judges. Uh, the judges? Yeah, I don't even remember where that came from. And that, that. Um, I have a
0: I have an appearance on Court TV in the 18th. Yeah, so maybe I can talk to those guys and see if the judges <laughs> the ever do improv together.
2: Disbanded. Oh, I was on a duo with my friend Nick, um, called Nick Ashley. Never gonna give you up. And we were the most adorable. <laughs> we're the most adorable duo in town. And my favorite part though is that we came out to. Together Forever, which is the other Rick Astley song, song. and it's such such a Rick Astley blue blue balls, like you think you're going to get, never going to give you up. it was such like a, a, we're just messing with the crowd, like it was so funny, and it's funny when someone in the crowd got it got that joke we came out to like the wrong song yeah and it's just like an extra little like rick roll. <laughs> oh,
0: it's where you're playing it in your head yeah. that's the best deepest rickroll yeah it's just saying the words nick ashley and be like oh wait what oh i can hear it
2: <laughs> but to but anyone da, who's da, on Bernie mac and cheese please know that like you're great i just that's the only one that sticks in my head which maybe that's the point yeah right yeah. you can't forget it so maybe it's genius yeah. That you can't forget it. People have mac and cheese, and then you had Bernie. And isn't Bernie Mac dead? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh Uh-oh.
2: No, I think... Is he alive? But Cedric the Entertainer is dead? We have to be correct. I don't want to say someone's dead.
0: Uh, Bernie Mac passed in 2008. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, also, like, you know that. Also, because we... I just saw Wikipedia. I'm very curious about how... If it's an algorithm yeah. on Wikipedia to change all the all the information to past tense after they died. Do you type in the death date and then it automatically changes? Maybe. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia becomes is to was.
0: Does it really?
2: I don't know. How do you? Better
0: known by burning that was and oh yeah, you're right. But Honestly, I bet you there's someone who does that specific. I, I have worked with. Wikipedia on a number of occasions Mm -hmm. to get everything from Matt Inman to Alan Lee to Exploding Kittens. Like, Mm -hmm. they didn't have Wikipedia pages before I worked with them. Mm -hmm. And you have to do so much work in proving that they're a notable figure, that Uh, they should be in here before they even approve it. That's good, though.
2: You want to be correct.
0: In a a previous place where I used to work uh, Exploding Kittens, Matt Inman and Alan Lee were, like, the two Mm co-creators. And when I actually brought up that like okay so Matt Inman you know new stuff here's other stuff for him mm-hmm. I sent it all over they're like great and then when I brought it up for long Lee mm-hmm. they're like he doesn't have enough news about him we are actually considering taking his page down mm-hmm. and I was like whoa whoa hold on hold on <laughs> this man has done so much that you've never heard of and so I had to like do a really big case yeah. for, like, keeping his page, hearing new articles. Oh, my gosh. I had to get the PR team to be like, hey, can we, like, do a couple more Elon things real quick yeah. so I could send them a bunch of articles? Yeah. But they were almost like, we're going to take this page down. I was like, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's not in the news every day doesn't mean it doesn't, yeah.
2: I mean, I understand. They want to be, still be a good resource, but.
0: Especially when you have people like uh, Elon Musk saying that we're going to be the Wikipedia of oh, truth. Oh, jeez. I mean, just, like. Hold on. Let Wikipedia me let me truth. figure out what that means. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's that <laughs> Twitter's going to be the Wikipedia of truth. And I was like, <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> so public sourced, got it. Yeah. <laughs> truth fact checked by who? Mm.
2: <laughs> but yeah. So you think there is some. Some obituary guy that's Church, hired by Wikipedia yeah, that just has, hired to has to change everything to past tense. <laughs> yeah.
0: Next time, next time we see like a famous celeb, pull up Wikipedia He's and just, see if like, switched yet.
2: Past tense, Trevor.
0: <laughs> it's his whole job. He's just going through obits and like searching them on Wikipedia and being like, no, "Bernie Mac
2: was
0: was." I wonder if you go to. His page, if you type in, like, is... I know, this anywhere. is so
2: weird, and I've thought about that for a long time, but, like, I would check how, qu- <laughs> how quickly they would... The, web pages would change. I think when Betty White died, I kept checking her Wikipedia page to see it's so... <laughs> it should I, mean, I sound like a jerk saying no, that, but I just I mean, thought it I was, like, s- his, 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 what his a weird thing s- to be obsessed about.
0: No, um, you know... None, there's no is's in here there's no, no like pretty much is it's no, all it has to
2: change cause I wonder if like even if they did have some weird algorithm where if you changed the date maybe I'm making their their process more efficient and giving, giving them any ideas past tense Trevor will be out of a job because of me. oh what
0: did you do to past tense Trevor oh okay. no. Ray Liotta passed earlier this year let's see was an American actor mm-hmm. yeah was best known Oh, that's crazy! I want to be famous enough to get a Wikipedia page first, sure. so then I can die. but then when you die, and then, and then I'll let you know. Please.
2: How quickly it happened. Yeah. That's assuming you die before me. Yeah, fuck you! Oh no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see if that comes through <laughs> later.
2: What is this? Is it a, Was that a football yell? That was a was ghost it? of
0: Ray Liotta. <laughs> 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 I, I love, and I can only hope that my, like, last gift to this earth is as widely celebrated as Ray Liotta's upcoming film, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Ray Liotta and Cocaine Bears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> i still like It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm out of coffee. Do you need more
2: coffee? I mean I don't, but I'm, it's my chaser, so I, <laughs> I have water. Wow,
0: well, this is not a good chaser. Water's that oh. oh it's usually by <laughs> the third one that I'm just like second guessing why that I've made this a rule.
2: <laughs> it's this is pretty. also the
0: reason I don't drink anymore, is yeah. because I save it for moments like this on the podcast <laughs> right? I have three shots of tequila back to back in less than forty five minutes. <laughs> You weren't planning on doing anything later, right?
2: No. I walked here, like I said, so I didn't even know that was <laughs> hot thing. Hot tubbing with hot the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's nothing old english sheepdogs dogs love more than a hot tub, let me tell you. That is a joke. They overheat. They have to keep that apartment very cold because he's got big old shaggy fur. <laughs> I love
0: cute. those huge dogs, though. Yeah. They're he's like, so cute can you like lay on him
2: yeah yeah he loves all the attention and he's famous so you like walk him around and everyone's like oh my god and they like know him and people yell at me because the, the person lives on hollywood he lives right yeah. over here on hollywood sure. boulevard so, people are like stopping in their in their cars. Like, what kind of dog is that? And I'm like, an old English sheepdog, you idiot. You are. just look at it. Yeah. Take
0: a picture. Google will tell you. You're holding up traffic. Yeah,
2: freaking idiot. You freaking idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lava. <laughs> oh my god.
2: But he's cute, yeah.
0: So, you were in, your nine years in Philly. You're back in.
2: Smell A. Mm-hmm. Smell A. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> What I personally believe is someone who has wanted to move to L.A. for mm-hmm. my inter- like the entirety of my life.
2: The entirety. The
0: entirety of my life. That all of the things that people say bad about L.A., yeah. like the traffic's bad. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, there's All these are made up things. People
2: are so superficial. That
0: people in L.A. Uh-huh. are the ones who push those rumors forward yeah. to keep people from moving here.
2: That's a very Philadelphia thing. <laughs> Philly likes to gatekeep all the good stuff.
0: Sure. So I think yeah.
2: that's funny that I so okay, I think, here's my I so think LA does it too. You think LA yeah. does it? Yeah. I think there I mean this city is so diverse. Yeah. And there's it's huge, it's like expansive, there's mm-hmm. and there's so many different neighborhoods. And I think you can find your space and your flavor and what you're looking for. And yeah. It's so funny. People are like, oh, you have to drive everywhere. That's what everyone was telling me.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And
2: and and I I mean, I live in Orange County. I grew up in California, like driving. I love driving. Sure. Yeah. Same. But like, it, Philly's so walkable. I used to ride my bike and walk everywhere. Yeah. It was great. But then I came here and everyone's like, oh, you have to drive everywhere. And I'm like, but I live... In a, I live in West Hollywood. I'm in this pocket, right? You can find all these pockets where I just like go out my door. I can go shopping. You don't shopping. need to. I don't need to. I mean, I do work. if I have to go. You sure. Know, yeah, if you have to, to meet friends. You know, I gotta go to the West yeah, Side yeah, for yeah. improv and yeah, stuff. Of but to run your daily errands, like I think my walk score is like 98 out of 100 or something, oh, which shit. is crazy. Yeah. Um, because I, and walk score is about doing your daily errands can you do every you do one of your a, errands yeah, yeah. it's not bar. about like can you go to improv practice though and like i mean i could if i was at the groundlings i live very close to the yeah, groundlings yeah here. but like i can do all my daily errands on yeah. foot which is dope We can walk there's a ton of bars near me which is yeah. so fun to take i'd
0: say where out. we're living we have like a 75% walkable score
2: yeah yeah we
0: have to walk a little bit uh, but then we're by everything.
2: Yeah, I mean you're right by the strip and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's still tons of stuff over here. I like this little
0: But I do think L.A., Los Los Angelinos are the ones who gatekeep and uh, exaggerate that story mm. so much that people don't even consider it.
2: I mean, maybe. I think that's an excuse for people to not move here. Sure, yeah. Those so people who are scared or... I'm
0: saying I'm in Michigan, sure. and I'm just like, oh, I live in L.A. now, and they're like, oh, I hear the traffic's horrible, yeah. and there's so many people, yeah. and you can't get a you know a cheap drink, and like...
2: No, I think... Uh, what's my <laughs> So my experience with that, my theory, is that people either want... They have always thought about moving out here like Mm. it's some vacation dream, right? Like we're always on the beach. We never work. Everyone's beautiful, blah blah blah. Everything's so easy here. It's not the case at all. People are hustling and all this and then people say we're flaky, which is yes, but not intentionally. I think people really do want to have lunch, but then things come up, blah blah blah. Sure. Okay. And you meet so many people, networking is high. But my theory is that people either want you to validate them for not ever moving here. Like they always wanted to, but never did. And they stayed where they were, which is totally fine. But that's what I felt like. People will kind of shit on California because it validates them never making the jump to move out here or it like it, th- i mean that i mean or you know
0: the they want to validate
2: dream, leaving la the like american
0: dream doesn't point many people to philadelphia or michigan no, very yeah, often yeah right it's one I, of those yeah like it's so Canada. yeah so not canada oh, yeah. i mean that's the new american dream <laughs> going to canada yeah. it's so california dreaming Mm -hmm. where like that's the escape yeah totally follow that and then
2: they're like oh rent is so high i'm like yeah but you get paid more here my like rent to income ratio was the same from philly to here like philly's rent was much cheaper in comparison but i also got paid a lot less less. in comparison so it's not like i was making la money in philly it's so people have to consider that too um that it was basically the same So, I don't know. I just, I think it's, like, personal. I like it here. I'm not sure I would have liked it as much if I'd moved here from Orange County. I think I needed that kind of break in a completely different environment. Whether whether people, I mean, people there are very tough. um, But it toughened me up in all the good ways. Oh, yeah. And so then coming here after that, I had a new perspective.
0: I came Um, with all that pre-built where I spent 20 years in Michigan. Yeah. And then I moved to the desert. And now I get to a little bit of both the best.
2: Yes. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, living in L.A. Where I get to travel to any of the seasons and temperatures
2: that I (laughs) want. Instead
0: of being subjected to them unwillingly. I
2: missed that living in. Because even in Sacramento, we could go, you know, if you wanted to go to San Francisco. I mean, the the beaches there are not warm, but you could definitely go to the ocean. And then, you know, I lived outside of Tahoe, so we we would snowboard and stuff.
0: You can go to Big Sur, and you yeah. can go snowboarding, or you can be in the wilderness, like, or... Yeah.
2: You can surf and snowboard here in the same day. At the
0: exact same... Yeah, <laughs> But no you joke. can go an
2: hour in almost any direction. I mean, if you went... In, I guess you'd have to take a boat if you went an hour west, but... <laughs> but you, you know, still... You'd, you'd go to Catalina. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing. Like, there's so many different things outside of here that if you need a vacate a weekend trip...
0: My parents are coming in January. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that my mom has spent long periods of time in California. Mm. She's coming for, like, six, seven days. Mm -hmm. What's something that they need to do in California to really appreciate? Because I've only been here. I moved to California March 2020. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, everything closed. Yeah. So I have, like, a month of which I had free reign. Yeah. Before that, I'd come out to work for, like, a week at a time Mm -hmm. to, like, Get to know my coworkers, mm-hmm. but I also like would go from the hotel to work and then back to the hotel every day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get to experience California. I'm yeah. still technically new at it. And if someone says like you know oh I live in like Sherman Oaks I'm making up a word I mean, that's, like, a, no, that's a real place this, that exists. <laughs> <laughs> if someone says Sherman Oaks, I'm just like okay. I
2: live in Santa Monica. I'm just making, I'm just up, making words. up words. I've never heard anyone actually <laughs> say
0: this before. Santa I kind of have down now. That's west of us, ish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not that far. But what's 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 like the classic? Take your parents to do.
2: Um, if they're not familiar with the West Coast, okay. I mean, my initial first thought popped in my head. You have to take you have good Mexican food. Good
0: Mexican food. <laughs> got, yeah, I mean like we love hole Mexican in the food.
2: wall. Like not just you know, you know, fun. Taco places, which are awesome. I mean, still good food, but like, oh, just, I love, I love a good enchilada platter where like the beans and the rice are just like just coexisting in right there. And yeah, there's like a, A fuzzy border between what's gone. (laughs) Everything's covered in cheese and sauce. Like, I just love that kind of Mexican That's. I mean, that's the stuff I grew up on.
0: And one thing I learned here, I think Mm -hmm. I learned this in Vegas probably better, but it's really solidified also in California, Mm -hmm. is that because there are so many people and because there are so many businesses Mm -hmm. that if they look old and run down, that means they're better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> than the new
0: shiny places. Yeah. Because they still exist. Yes. After 40 years. Yes. Yeah.
2: And through the pandemic says a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah. So if it's old, run down, and potentially shady, yep. then you know it's the best food possible because yeah. it could have been replaced in a heartbeat yes. by anything else.
2: Yes. So I think Mexican food, first and foremost, but also like LA, and and I know this is a, a huge blanket statement, but like a- Asian food yeah. in LA. Yeah. Um, I'm not as. I am not the best one to speak on like which one, but we didn't have a lot of Korean food in Philly I missed. Sure. And then I found out that the one Mexican food spot in Philly that I used to order from a lot cuz it was like good like just good enough for me. Well, yeah. had like Trump signs in there. When I was like no. Well, I, but damn I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the only
1: thing I have. So
2: like Korean food yeah. Um, I haven't found, there's some good, you know, Thai, um, uh, but yeah, I haven't found a Szechuan place yet. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. No, yeah. But I haven't found, fa- I haven't found one um, quite yet. Uh, pho, I mean, I love, good, I love Pho.
0: You can kind of, yeah, you can kind of grab that in a lot of places. <laughs> there's a, one place that Lizzie and I frequent called um, Genghis Cohen.
2: Yeah, yeah. I live right by Genghis
0: Cohen. And they do... New York style Chinese food. Mm. What would be a West Coast style food? So when like, the, when I say like a New York style Chinese food in this case, it's okay. like hearty, it's thicker, it's mm-hmm. heavier versus a, you know, I go to Koreatown and I get in and it's, like, it's lighter and I feel like I could have another meal in a couple hours.
2: I think, um...
0: What makes it West Coast? I think
2: Japanese food is better here. Yeah. Um, I, again I, like, I haven't had all the Japanese food in, on the East Coast, but I think the sushi here, I think all of that Japanese food is fresher.
0: Oh, yeah. And approximately proximity. I mean, to we're, to like, Japan, Pacific so. Ocean. Yeah.
2: We share an ocean. Yeah. yeah. So, um... I mean, there's in, like incredibly good seafood. It's just different. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So seafood, Mexican. I mean, Asian food. I'm. It just ugh, like we're so spoiled. But the fun thing about LA is that there's. It's so big that there's also a good chance you could. You can also find really shitty food. Here. Oh yeah. There's both. <laughs> it runs the gamut. There is
0: both. There is. Oh <laughs> God, Lord, is there both? Yeah. There's so many times, too, that I've, like, I pulled up on Grubhub, gotten food, and been like, oh, this is bad. But then I go on Grubhub, like, two weeks later, oh. hankering for that same type of food yeah. and being like, oh, I recently ordered from here. Yeah. I'll get it again. <laughs> oh, fuck, this is a place I didn't like. <laughs> like, no. And then it's on my most, you know, ordered. So I forget <laughs> yeah, again you forget. two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Food. So food covered. I think
2: uh, outdoorsy stuff, maybe, like, a hike with a view. Yeah, I know that's so cliche of yeah. L. A., but or you know, of course, the beach. I mean, the beach is here. I was such a beach snob on the oh, East man. Coast. Like we'd go down the shore, and I'm like, ugh. In
0: January, where the beaches, they're not busy because it's still a little chilly. Yeah. But are they are they still like manicured, kempt?
2: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm
0: asking. I, I guess I could just go figure it out myself.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're they're public parks here. Yeah. They're like state parks, so yeah. they keep the state keeps them so your tax dollars yeah. keep them nice on the east coast I don't think they weren't state parks so we had to like pay like a tag fee to sit on the beach which I thought was funny. Yeah. And sometimes we'd like not pay and every time we'd see the person checking coming around we'd like run into the water.
0: <laughs> We're like come in and get <laughs> us sorry New cu- Jersey. Our- <laughs> you didn't
2: get our thirteen dollars or seven dollars or whatever it was <laughs> to put a little tag on our bags. That's but- okay. I-
0: I'm sure Chris Christie covered it himself.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, like, outdoors stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. I'm just thinking, because I'm from Northern California, which is very different from Southern California. Yeah. And I love the Bay Area. Um, and then, like, Sacramento's very, uh, like, you know, 19th century gold mining stuff up there in the mountains. Um, down here's a little less so.
0: Yeah. I but, still get, because I'm in casting networks, regularly, they'll be like, um, oh, this is the perfect role for you, you know, check this out. And then it's just like, must commute to Bay Area. And it's like, <laughs> that's eight hours from yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. That's so I know. far. It's so far. I but
2: California is so different. Like, there's so yeah. many different spots. Everyone thinks the whole state's Malibu, but it's not. Even Malibu's not Malibu, even, not even a little bit. That's
0: such a that was a weird. If you're if you if you're quintessentially looking for the California that you see in TV, mm-hmm. you need to go to Venice Beach in the nineties. In the nineties, <laughs> now you get a very different version. Very of Very different, yes. But you have to go to that Venice Beach area where it's just like everything you're talking about in one block. Mm-hmm. Where it's you got the muscle heads and you got the beach and you got the food yes. and you got the but like. It's not much of California is like that.
2: No. No, not at all. So, if someone's visiting, um, I know Malibu has a lot of wine tours. Oh, Santa yeah. Barbara's a lot of fun. You can go up to Santa Barbara. Really? And, How far mm-hmm. is that from going? Uh, a couple hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you can take, you know, the 101 or a PCH and drive PCH, all the way so up there. It's oh. just so pretty.
0: When I. Uh, so, I was on tour follow. Uh, the. How do I say this in a way that makes the most sense in the least amount of words? Uh, when I worked at Zappos, mm-hmm. I w- was on a project that followed the formation tour, and we <gasps> worked with DJ Khaled on a I Snapchat. I went to the piece.
2: formation tour twice. <laughs> Where? In Philly. And Beyonce came back.
0: I don't think I did the Philly stop. I did the Baltimore stop. Okay. Maybe we did do the Philly stop. Because went... it was at the Eagles Stadium.
2: Yeah, at the Link. Uh. I went the first time I had more nosebleedy seats, and then the second time I went, I had floor seats, and Beyonce kicked water on my face. So, <laughs>
0: either of those times, did DJ Khaled open? Yes,
2: both times. Then
0: I was there for yeah, one of them. Really? Yeah, it's so funny. So <laughs> I, I genuinely think, yeah, I think we did Philly, Baltimore, and Detroit mm-hmm. were our three East Coast stops, cool. and then we did four stops on the West Coast, mm-hmm. like Texas included. um, Texas
2: is not the west coast no mm -hmm. but it was the the left side
0: of the country the uh, but we were in an RV and we were following and our next spot we had to be was in what was it Portland? I think we were driving all the way to So we were
2: with Zappos and DJ Khaled.
0: So we were with Zappos yeah. and Zappos and DJ Khaled had a partnership uh-huh. in which he Naturally, would Naturally, yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because he we had some friends at Rock Nation. We had mm. some, you know, uh, friends that introduced us all. I remember uh, my boss at the time called me, and I was with my partner, and we were in Chicago. I was just on, like, a, a vacation. Yeah. Um, it was actually uh, one of their friends' wedding. Yeah. And I get a call, and we're in Target. And she's my boss is like, hey, you know a lot more about this than I do. We have an opportunity to work with DJ Khaled <laughs> yeah. for six weeks yeah. to go on the Formation tour, but it's with Snapchat. And I was like, "Do it, do it, whatever it is, do it." Yeah. And the cost—I'm not I can't say it here because NDA shit—but it was like insanely cheap. Oh my gosh! For everything we were getting, and I was like, "We have to do this." Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Um,
2: is it just like? DJ Khaled presented De- do- by Zappos.com <laughs> <dot> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what he would do is he would go on his Snapchat and he would say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to be in uh, you know, what was one of the stops? San Antonio. At, yeah. And we're going to uh, if you order something from Zappos today, I could deliver it to you tomorrow. Oh, wow. Because Zappos has next day shipping. Mm. So somebody would order something, we'd intercept their package, and DJ Khaled would hand deliver it to them mm. and give them tickets to the Formation Tour. Mm. So we were in charge of that part. That's great. I love that. But we, we got to go to the Formation Tour. We got to to go to the show and we had to bring the guests and all that stuff and um at one point when we were at the detroit stop me and the guys that were filming everything we kind of just like handshake smiled our way into the <laughs> lion's stadium yeah. where they were setting everything up yeah and then they called the cops on us because they're like you guys shouldn't be recording on this this is secret info and we're just like uh oh. Wait a minute. No? Oh my god,
2: I'm so sorry.
0: Then I remember the guys were just like, delete this, delete this. We're like, okay, delete. <laughs> Not understanding that you could just undelete Go anything. <laughs> yeah, no. and I was just like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, anyways, uh, I forgot how I got there.
2: Formation tour. Formation tour, DJ Khaled Zappos, San Antonio.
0: <laughs> I still don't remember what the first piece was. <laughs>
2: This is why you shouldn't drink on a podcast.
0: Why? Why not? We're only an hour and four minutes into oh this. It's Do we need a fourth? Uh, uh,
2: should chapter? we? Should we just finish this bottle? I think the interruption is our brain. Our, our brain fart. Please. <laughs> okay, no, I'll please. pour it. I, I enjoy the Casamigos by Sir George Clooney. I you is know he what, sir? He's not, but he should be.
0: Please, please For, cut it. Cut King, a promo. Has King
2: Charles? Uh, Sir to anybody yet?
0: I don't think Is so. He,
2: he should be a, he, big, uh, a big sir.
0: Talk about a job that I would oh, never no.
2: want. We'll have to...
0: Get interrupted one more time at the end? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Talk about a job that like would be fun on paper, but never in real life. King or queen. Cheers.
2: Yeah. I'm re-watching The Crown, because I just think it's, so, it's such a good show. But like, yeah, I would not...
0: Oh no, I only have oh, like no.
2: <coughs> <coughs> I'm too I'm too free-spirited for the crown. I'd be like, "No, I'm going to fall in love with this person." <laughs>
0: and I swear to God, there's some people from the royal family that are on the writing staff for that show. Yeah. Cuz there are times where I'm just like, yeah, that Diana is being a real bitch. <laughs> just like, oh, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> that's, that's all right. This is just the perspective of this woman. Yeah,
2: but your confusion between supporting the free-spirited one, whether it be Princess Margaret in season one and two, yeah. or, you know, Prin- uh, Princess Diana, and your obviously love for the crown, the tradition, and what I, I know we're like, from finishing the D J Calhoun story, I don't even why we started that story. Someone will tell <laughs> later in the
0: comments. But, but like
2: they did, so re-watching it, they did a really good job at uh, explaining why the crown still exists yeah. in relation to you know Parliament, the Prime Minister, the Governor, or whatever. Yeah, and I love that. And sure, that yeah. they're ba- like uh, keeping people in check and that the prime ministers keep coming to back to the same person being the queen yeah you know um,
0: but do you love that because that's in a country that we are not in
2: I mean maybe <laughs> if
0: this was an American thing where they had a king and prime minister do you think we'd still have the same like, I mean oh, we wouldn't be
2: America if we had a monarchy I mean yeah. a whole the whole, I don't know if you remember back in the revolutionary war but our whole thing was getting away from the <laughs> which is very different I mean it depends on which
0: one of the founding fathers you asked? That
2: was their government back yeah. then, right? So it's different. But, uh, so I like that checks and balances. But, um, who was it? Um, John Oliver? Was yeah. it John Oliver? Who said, so... The uh, Britons spend like a hundred million dollars in taxes every year. Are they the, to pay for the monarchy? But the yeah. monarchy brings in five hundred million dollars in uh, tourism. Tourism
0: and, and so stuff. So you're
2: getting four hundred, you know, million dollars in tourism, and that changed mm-hmm. a lot for me because I forget. Oh, that's our interruption. Duh, we can finish uh, our tequila. <laughs> that's perfect. oh no. What did? You, it's not even a full shot.
0: I. It's still. Yeah, Gashim Ghost by George Clooney. And then what's, what's what's the other name on that bottle? It's George Cluny. It's somebody else that we it's not George, George Clooney. Uh Randy. <laughs>
2: never mind. Uh never mind. Uh, Auber.
0: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Randy Auber.
2: <laughs> if that's an A. A I R B
0: Hey, crush me, Brought Rand to you Dalby. by George Clooney and Randy. <laughs> is,
2: is it Randy?
0: It looks like a Randy. Rand. Rand.
2: It's
0: Rand like, Aubrey. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.
2: <laughs> Cheers is. to this three hour podcast. Oh, God.
0: Uh,
2: ta- you should call it Tangents <laughs> with
0: John. No, this episode is going to be like Tangents with Ashley. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this Tangential. episode. You know, for the longest time, I had you as A-S-H-L-E-E for some reason on my phone.
2: Yeah. Okay. Did you ever? No.
0: No? That's not your name. No. Uh,
2: my, mom, my mom wanted to spell my name the traditional way so yeah. I could find, I'm not kidding you, oh, my mom's so cute, I'm not kidding you, so I could find magnets and mugs yeah. and like souvenir stuff yeah. with my name on it because my mom's name is Melody Melody. And in the 70s, everything was Deborah and Susan and Karen, yeah. and she could never find a mug or a souvenir or anything with Melody on it. Really? And I love the name Melody. It's yeah, a, I mean, she goes crazy name. I mean, she goes by Mel. But, like, she could never... And I never realized... Those things, like, I take for granted, because yeah. I can always find an Ashley. You find, yeah. You can always find a Josh or Joshua. Yeah. You, like, take for granted. But can you imagine, like, as a kid, and you're, like, searching yeah, for your name... and you name, find my and, name like,
0: on a license plate. And you Aww. can't
2: ever find your name. As a kid, that would probably be terrible. I mean, as an adult, you're like, I don't need a keychain with my name on it. But as a child... As a child,
0: you're just like, I guess I'm not never person. find a
2: Melody. Probably not even a Mel, even though that's, like, a little bit more, you know, Mel Brooks and blah, blah, blah. I, I'd
0: like person. to pretend, or at least hope, that young Josh, if I had a more... Unique name would have been cool with that. Because I'm like, oh, I'm the only one. Of mm. course they didn't make one. Mm. But i would probably hurt me.
2: I can see you as a person, knowing you now as an adult, yeah. loving having a unique name. But I don't think unique names make a person unique.
0: No, it does. Yeah, I agree. I don't... And I haven't met many Joshes. Really? I swear to God. I know.
2: I dated one. I have a cousin that's a Josh. I
0: I, I, I can pick it's off the top of my two. Really? Other Josh's that I know. One Did that I was all, in school like, with for eight years. Are opposing
2: magnetic forces, and you're like, Yeah, right? <laughs> One of the ones too close. Uh, yeah.
0: They, uh, I actually, I can think of a third that I just recently met, mm. but he never responded to an email, so <gasps> he's off the list.
2: We don't know him.
0: But I went to school with another guy named Josh, who was like the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly like sporty and outgoing, and had all his friends were guys. And I was the opposite, where I was just like theater, and all my friends were girls, yeah. and a little quieter. You're
2: outgoing, until yeah. I
0: realized mm. I was quieter until I realized that I was doing myself a disservice by being mm. quiet, so then I became outgoing. Mm. Like I, I just literally just That switch. sounds
2: like me, where you like realize, oh, this personal trait is not serving me in the way yeah. I want it to, I'm going to make a change. I
0: was like, I'm just too quiet. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I would say stuff that's funny, but I, I would just be like, only two people would I hear me say that. it. So then I had just in college, I was just like, nope, I have a nickname, and people aren't going to know who I actually <laughs> am. Hashtag personal growth. Character. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and, I, and I jokingly say, like, that my college was like Van Wilder, but that's, I saw that movie, and I said, that's who I want to be, and then that's what I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where, like, I had a nickname that, like, majority of people on campus knew me as Captain. But oh. I had no idea who my what my name was. They'd see me in person, they'd be like, "Cap!" And I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, <laughs> who are you? <ya?" laughs> we partied together last night." <laughs> okay, cool. <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I kind of leaned into that, and that was the you know, I, it was quiet mm-hmm. all the way through high school, mm-hmm. and then way too loud in college. Then mm-hmm. I moved to Vegas, where I could keep being loud. Yeah. So
2: I don't think I swung that far, but I definitely remember seeing my mom like interacting with like. Grocery store, you know, checkout clerks and stuff. Yeah, being like, oh, I should do that, and so I would like start talking to strangers more. Yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. my mom and my mom and I are like very similar, but like very different. But in like we're we exist on the same axis. Yeah. but we're at the opposite ends. So we like get each other, but it's like different. And I love that because it's given me a fresh perspective that I understand, right? Because yeah. we're on the same yeah yeah, yeah. kind of plane. But, um, and I'm doing this, like, stretching in a the stretching energy,
0: yeah, a plane. Motion where we're side. here.
2: Versus, like, being different, but, like, here, where you, like, kind of miss each other.
0: Hand gestures work really well <sighs> on a auditory medium.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, always a little bit personal new.
2: growth, where yeah. you see someone doing something, and you're like, I want to be more like that, yeah. and so you make the effort to do that. That's personal growth to me.
0: My mom was always a really good party thrower mm. slash host. Mm. So, like, I would imitate that. And then I'd become a little kid who would talk to parents. Mm-hmm. Right? And could talk to adults. Older
2: people were, were much more fun when we were younger. Right? I loved little older kids,
0: people. Little kids, like, my age, yeah. when I was young. like, they would tire me out.
2: I'd be like, Barbie, is there a thing of the past? Like, I'm going <laughs> to talk to someone about...
0: Someone tell me about Peace in the structure. Middle
2: East. Like, and let's talk. <laughs> tax
0: structure. <laughs> Where should I hide uh, <laughs> these funds? Yeah. That's what I needed to pick up.
2: Yeah. But seriously, um, that's funny. We're like... <laughs> I, but yeah, but... So that kind of like thought process. How do I become bigger, better? Yeah. More supportive? Yeah. Because I think being bigger and better but it needs to come with support. You need to build other people up, bring other people up with you. 100%. Like help other people because that... My God. I'm 35. I'm going to be 36 next month. Okay. And it, I don't think anything has helped me more in my life than helping other people. And yeah. I don't mean, like, giving too much of myself over. But, like, talking to people. Giving people space Oh yeah. a huge one. It's wild. Space to be. But also, like, advice when you feel that they want it or they ask for it. Um, space to just, like, hang out together. Yeah. You know, talking about their feelings, their understanding their thought process could be different than yours. Doesn't mean it's better or worse. Oh, yeah. So, like, all of that stuff. One
0: of my closest friends is... The exact opposite of me in mm-hmm. literally every way and shape. Yeah. Like, I'm um, the creative, and he is incredibly scientific, and doesn't have a creative bone in his body, not because yeah. he in not but no. that just doesn't value and it. And
2: it's not better or worse. It's not
0: better or worse, it's different. different. I'm left-leaning, he's mm-hmm. right-leaning. Yeah. Again, not better or worse, but different. But
2: perspective, yeah. People his, who like have
0: friends who are only liberal, mm-hmm. as a liberal themselves, I look at as just less intelligent as a friend Mm -hmm. limited is a better word I should say but sometimes less intelligent because what happens is you Create yourself a bubble Mm -hmm. in which no new information comes to challenge your bubble and Mm -hmm. you never grow. Right. Whereas if you can have friends who are the opposite, that you can talk to about, Mm -hmm. argue about, yell at each other about, and then at the end be like, okay, we're friends, who cares?
2: Well, it strengthens your perspective, your ability to argue your perspective or question your perspective. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that true intelligence comes from allowing flexibility in your own thought process. Yeah and the the I welcome challenge and that's really hard uh I've for some reason I've been surrounded by a lot of people pleasers recently and I can be but not to detriment to myself yeah I love it when everyone is happy and healthy but in an authentic way both from myself and I want you to be happy in an authentic way how do we get there and how do we meet in the middle if like we're opposing each other blah blah but I I don't always speak my mind because sometimes it's not important enough sure. to the situation, yeah. and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. just my perspective. Some other people might it. argue. Yeah. And oh, but I love it when people like want to oppose me and want to have like a good yeah. conversation about it because that helps me learn. I want to learn what you how you think and like how, how you got I there, love, how it affects you. But I'm finding you. lately like. Either the men I'm dating or whatever like don't want to challenge, and that frustrates me because it just feels like there's no conviction. And yeah. Then, like it drives me. <laughs> I live for that like yeah. solid conviction.
0: Well, I would think in a dating sense, you, you are. We're we're drunk
2: by the way now. I think yeah, we're drunk shots and, 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 high, and high on matcha and caffeine. <laughs> oh, boy,
0: we had ducks. About relationships. No, I, I'd say when you're in the relationship aspect of mm-hmm. that and you're trying to have those conversations, it might benefit you to, ahead of time, be like, hey, I would like you better if we disagreed on this. Yeah. Now go. Mm. Because then you're giving them the freedom to say it, because you're still trying to peacock at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes you with friends. Mm-hmm. There's no secondary reason, true behind your communication. Right. No it's P- just no
2: P and There's no P and V, right? Exactly. You I mean, the unless P- you're P and V friends. Then friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. Totally. I mean, those P like and friends. Also
2: like V and V and P and P and P and and like all, you know that yeah. Thank you. There you go. Yes. All the friends Blanketing, with benefits. Yes, we're not just sis hat like here. <laughs> we're encompassing whatever. All this. Yes.
0: This is one of the queerest households <laughs> ever.
2: Which I love. Also... I always claim to be so straight, but like <laughs> I'm so attracted to people who are not because I just like, mm, it's just, I I don't give a shit in a good way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. I love that you yeah. are You're doing, doing your thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Done. Said. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, but when it comes to having conversations with mm-hmm.
1: somebody,
0: I almost feel like you have to say to them, hey... What are your thoughts? Yes. Pretend like you don't know me. Like You have to kind of like get to a point of comfort yes. where, because I bet you the people you're talking to that mm-hmm. are, are only giving you the rosy response mm-hmm. have been in situations where they've actually said their honesty mm-hmm. and have been slapped for it in mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yes. So if you are looking for that honesty, it might behoove you to be like, "Hey, you know, it's sexier when you disagree with me."
2: I think you're exactly right. I think I'm. Not, I, I so recognizing the pattern that I'm seeing people pleasers who aren't uh, naturally. Maybe that's the wrong word, but like inherently, whatever come coming at me, I'm like, I don't want. I don't want an aggressive, like rude person. No, but, but you then, want someone... but then because of the pattern I'm seeing, I'm like, okay, I think there's something i can change about me to encourage that yeah i actually said that to lizzie the other day i was like i would love someone who like challenged me a little bit more like if you disagreed, say it because it it, as long as you don't come at me like you're an idiot like the the one thing i don't that's not i don't want to be perceived as an idiot yeah and you're not thank you uh even though i'm like the most adorable blonde with like the perkiest boobs and like i'm just like so cute i'm not an idiot um i but yeah like you're right i maybe be more weird, communicative about
0: being we're in a weird environment and and this is going to come into the whole like if you piss somebody off they're going to cancel you yeah right that's the mindset that humans are especially, now especially terrified of
2: especially i don't know if i'm gonna regret saying this but especially white men sure chance um yeah as a white are,
0: man i, I yeah, are I taking the
2: brunt of that sure. which is a swing from y- centuries millennia whatever the opposite so yeah. which i support because i love a good swing because yeah. it gives us a different perspective of course, it needs to so i think that's although not all the men i've been seeing lately are white heterosexual men of course but it does seem like male but
0: yeah and and i would say that a lot of those White, heterosexual men Mm. are in an environment that they have never encountered before. Yeah. Because of that pendulum shifting. Mm. Not because those people are bad, wrong, just on their own. Right. But because now we've gotten to a point where communication is actually a democratic response anyone has the ability to become famous on a social channel and have a million followers whereas before that was incredibly controlled by really specific groups of individuals that were usually white men in power so now that they have the ability to be under the magnifying glass Mm -hmm. whereas before you kind of got a pass Mm -hmm. I feel like people are having an issue speaking their mind because they're never sure the context is which it's being taken. Yes,
2: I was just saying recently I came to this conclusion that social media has obliterated nuance. Oh, 100%.
0: Well, it also has to. Yeah. Because Mm. you're you cannot expect me to read between the lines of your social post. Right. Because I'm not there. I'm not in your head. I don't know what you're saying. You I don't know your time, mood. I you're don't know. scrolling
2: past it. Yep. All that stuff.
0: I, I don't know what mood yeah. you were in in yeah. which the, you wrote this. Right.
2: I just kind of came out a friend. And I came out a friend. In a, I, I don't always put my, my... When I put my energy into you is sure. when I really care about you. Because sure. my energy is so important to me. Yeah. So all this, limited amounts. Yes. So. so this particular friend had posted something and it was kind of in response to like Spotify Wrapped yeah. and like music and I oh. First of all, Spotify. Whoever came with Spotify wrapped, like my my like marketing social media brain is like. Oh. As someone who enjoys looking yes. at
0: data oh. like you do? I have to and
2: da- data and like intuitively strategic like strate- strategy strategery. Strategery around, <laughs> but strategy strategy around strategy future focused all of that uh, because this year they added a like. A, like a Myers Briggs personality. Right. Thing. And yeah, I
0: was like
2: EMB. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I would have thought of that too. Oh, like, mm, I love that. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, I'm going to eat it as like medium rare steak. Like, I love that so much. Um, genius. So they thought of that. So, okay. So, like, Spotify wrapped all about. Love sure. that. Yep. Um, and then, so a friend had posted something about like um, Kanye West 808 and Heartbreak. Uh, album, yeah. which we all loved. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was like, what, like, 2000, because Gold Digger was like 2005, so yeah. like, it was a little bit... It was, yeah,
0: 2012, I think.
2: It's not, so sure, I was sure. recently
0: sure. in Vegas. Pre-
2: yeah, yeah. current Kanye. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that's dem- democratic. And he's
0: always been, I mean, this in the nicest, well, I don't even mean it's in a nice way, he's a shitty person. He's always been an idiot, Yeah. but he never had as much of a bubble as he does now in which the only people he's listening to are other white nationalist anti-Semitic individuals Right. so So he's gone from a celebrity who's growing and needs to listen to Mm -hmm. to a celebrity who now locks himself in a room with three other people and those three people are all shitty people so now he thinks it's okay right So, he's always been an idiot, and he's always been anti-Semitic since the beginning. We just didn't know.
2: I mean, maybe. Because. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, he has a song called Black Skinhead. I'm assuming. You're
2: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Yep. Now that he's in this sounding board by himself.
2: Yes. Yes. It's
0: the thing about celebrity. You get to a point where you're the top, (laughs) you're in a room by yourself. Yes. Thinking you're God, and
2: everyone's saying yes, 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 because yes, of yes, the, yes, yeah. Yeah. so. Then, I mean, there's a. It's very complicated. and We don't need to get into it because no, that's no, not no, what I'm. So, but my thing was this person, who's a friend of mine, posted about that and like how much. Uh, this person loved the album, sure. and yeah. like, of course, and we—it's—it's it's art, it's music. Like, we emotionally connect. That's the point of art. Like, we have these emotional connections. I'm a huge fan of John Mayer. Yeah, huge, huge, like love. Who have like, seen a, it? But then own... has been come out as yeah. like sh- saying shitty things, and that sucks. So that the whole like art versus artist thing yeah. comes into play. I think it's case by case, whatever. But at this, I mean. At this point, when it when it goes like so far, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't really want to be drunk on tequila <laughs> and record I'm talking about this it. like very sensitive no, no. thing. No, no, so that's no, not what I mean. But this, so I came at this person with love and care and saying because they were like, well, this person is mentally ill, but I love this album, and I was like, yes, but and then there was like this whole conversation and I don't give my energy and like that kind of thing unless I feel like it's warranted I think you'll receive it well and all this especially in text so I like said this you know whole thing and tried to explain and then it was the next day that Kanye came out and saying like Hitler
0: I like Hitler (gasps) Hitler's good yeah all that insane
2: but that and then you and I being marketing people understand the importance PR like the importance And, and people love to say we're like I'm, like losing my train of thought so fast i'm gonna regret saying all of this maybe because i'm losing my train of thought thank you george clooney and, Ran- and randy <laughs> and, and but, like, randy this whole uh black and white thing of like hating you should you should always think of uh okay <laughs> you should never think of care about what people think of you i think is a little swinging way too far one way because of If if you're telling,
0: like, I don't care what you think of me, all you're saying is that I don't have the empathy to understand where my words might hurt somebody else. But also your
2: reputation matters. Yeah, of course. And eventually at some point that will bite you in the butt. Yeah. Uh, And when it comes to social media because nuance is obliterated and also nobody wants to give you the time to explain yourself and your point of view in social media, Because it's it's your phone. Like of people think it's like social. It's like um, uh, online and dating. Like you're not a real person to me until you meet in no, person. right. Yeah.
0: And those people are going to say something, and then yeah. they're going to literally go on with the rest of their day. Yeah. Whereas you are stuck with whatever that person wrote on your content.
2: Or you're stuck with whatever that person thinks of you yeah, based sure. on your content. Yeah. And uh, so I don't post a whole lot. A whole lot.
0: I'm um, the, honestly all of the best and smartest. Marketers that I know Mm -hmm. don't post. I will
2: share. So, like the this anti this anti-Semitic. I mean, it's been going on for thousands of years. But like, I found someone who's queer and Jewish who has been writing very beautiful things mm -hmm. consistently. I
1: love and will reshare. Yes, because
2: it's not my. I'm not queer, nor am I Jewish. So like. You know, I have a point of I view, help, but I would right? much rather give, sure. share the point of view of someone else who wrote it um, who has to my more... limited followers. Sure. I do have a yeah. private account, but because to me, well, I have a private account on Instagram because to me it's friends and family, but I can like share that and maybe influence one person. Sure, totally. That's, that's a huge thing, huge. one person. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I I totally saw that.
0: When when you're talking to your friends about Kanye, though, I -hmm. I think maybe it even might be something where you preclude that conversation with, hey... Just as a reminder, if I didn't care about you, I wouldn't have brought this up.
2: Yes. And but, I said that. And I boy. said that. Good. Exactly Good. that.
0: Yeah. Because, to make it clear. Because mm-hmm. there are going to be people, like, people are attacked every day online. Yes. And you want to make sure that, and this is for everyone out there, if you want to actually have a genuine conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. social media is not the place to do it. Mm-hmm. You can no. say, hey, let's talk about this. this I, don't, I think you might want to recheck this thought. Mm-hmm. But then take it offline and talk to them in mm-hmm. person. Because I hate
2: arguing with people online, strangers online.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's no point to it.
2: Personally, I see no point to it.
0: There's no point to it because that person has no context of who you are, what Mm -hmm. you've gone through, your perspective, your intelligence, your
2: anything. Nope.
0: What they look at is they see how many followers you have, and
2: they put their own stank.
0: They, put, on they your read words. your messages yep. through their tone of brain voice doesn't yep. work. Nope. All of the best marketers that I know have private accounts uh-huh. that are very specific to this is my stuff. They yep. work as work and mm-hmm. my content's over here.
2: Which is why I never would want to be judged on my own ability to market something sure. based on, yeah. on my own private account. No,
0: right? You, there's, I've
2: said that too when yeah. we were like trying to hire someone like yeah. in marketing and they're like, Well, uh, let's see what their private account so I was like mm.
0: Not relevant. Per, uh,
2: personal branding is different. And yeah, I'm not uh, an influencer, like yeah. in in the marketing sense. Totally, I don't have a personal brand that I'm like blasting out. Um, and in
0: my situations, I, I'm sure. usually working for those brands, sure. being the voice of those brands, right. where it's more important for me to talk to their millions upon millions of fans mm-hmm. versus me having a thought right. to you know my friend a couple thousand friends. Yes, so it's it's very. Yeah, those are two very different things. Very different. Don't judge people on their social. Thank you. You need to judge them on the entirety of themselves. Yeah. And this is another reason, too, why in text conversations or even sometimes online, mm-hmm. I'll write a thought and mm-hmm. I'll like hashtag first draft thought. Mm-hmm. Because, like. Yeah. This is the first time I'm thinking about this. I'm waiting for your guys' feedback so I can have a final draft of a thought. Yes, but until then, this is where my brain's give
2: people space to think and process, and we don't do that. And it goes back to like failing fast. Like, how fast are you failing? But how fast are you like? And what does that mean to a person? Yeah, you know, what is I just and I don't TikTok is a little bit more fun. Fun, and I use. Fun in quotes. You can hear my quotes. Huge. But like I comment a little bit more on TikToks and I'm on like ADHD TikTok, <laughs> whatever. But there was someone who posted something about masking and we're coming to this like cultural realization yeah. about behavior and stuff when you're neurodivergent. What does neurodivergence mean? And I love that we have a term and we can discuss and then maybe relinquish that term and come up with a new one whatever it is to the future. But talking about masking and and the term they used, and I lo- I do love this creator, but the term they used was delayed, and I think there's a negative connotation. Connotation delayed processing sure. yeah. versus deep processing. Yeah. Delayed and slow are the same, and yeah. culturally, those are negative connotations, yeah. especially in a world we live in where everything needs to be so quick and to the point and yeah. and correct. Oh, correct. Um. And I said, for me, it's deep processing, and that you take in so many more sensory and intuitive uh, um, information to like really work out everything else that's going on. Totally. And neither um, quick, and none of it's bad. It's just that we can't um, value one over the other. And so, but then thinking that. But because of where we are right now, the delayed or slow is considered poor. Sure. And it doesn't need to be. It just needs to be valued differently. 100%. Um, because so. social
0: media is valuing speed first. Yes. Because the first thing to post something, the yeah. first... I can't tell you how many people that, like, you see a CNN about someone who passed and then, like, people weirdly put RIP immediately yeah. on something and mm-hmm. you're just like, you just put that so you're the first to yeah. put, like, this uh-huh. news to other people. Like, uh-huh. what... In, in a social media world, because social media world is different from real world. Mm-hmm. They're very different. Oh, they sometimes yeah. cross over, but not very often.
2: No, very in different. in social
0: media world where... In like the
2: apocalypse, s- the social media world wouldn't exist anymore, and the real right. world is the real only, only, is the only thing we live in, actually live in, so...
0: <laughs> oh, until the metaverse is here, and then no. we have three to go no. through. Oh, no, I hate the metaverse. <laughs> we can talk about it. Did, didn't we get down a really long rabbit hole about this? Yeah, recently. Okay. That'll be another episode. <laughs> Where I just talk about why I'm a transhumanist and I would live in the metaverse if I could.
2: Really? Oh, I'm the opposite.
0: I love the real world. I think it's incredibly fun. I love everything I can We're do. We're
2: noodling so hard.
0: <laughs> but if I had the opportunity to take in, let's. Did you see the movie Ready Player One?
2: Yeah, I read the book too.
0: I love the book. Mm-hmm. The book was way better than the film. Oh, but I also yeah. love Steven Spielberg, so I was fine with it, anyways. Yes. If I had the opportunity to, if that was the real world. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all living in trailers because it's overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Or put on a headset and you can be anything to anyone, anywhere. Uh-huh. Of course I'm going that route. Interesting. I love my imagination and I love, I would love to be able to build a connection and community with people where I can sh- pull out my imagination into, mm. into the, you know, huge, in quotes, meta world and be like, this is what I was thinking of and mm. pull out like an actual blank of whatever. Yeah. Whereas in the real world, you have, I don't know, it's the real world. You have so many barriers to it. So I feel like it'll serve a purpose for those people who are incredibly visual
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and learn deep learning through watching other people be visual. Yeah. Whereas in the real world right now all I have are your words on a screen, my words on a screen, your words on a screen, mm-hmm. my words on a screen, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like it's really that's a lot of work. I have for such someone. a love
2: hate with that ideology. Yeah. Again for like again another, <laughs> another <laughs> podcast. Another, another part Another part three, episode. Another part episode. Four, we should three. have a but like I, I, I have
0: do. a couple other friends who are really big and into loving and hating mm-hmm. the universe, So we should do like a Zoom call with like six of us. Yeah. Where we just talk about like hey, you I mean, two, love it, through you a two whole hate whole it, you two love identity thing, I love it, you two
2: thing, Which you're um lonely and sexy and wonderfully Korean a fiance and I like she validated in such a great way, that meant so much to me. But I've been going through, since moving here, and then pandemic delayed yeah. my L.A. life yeah. by a couple of years. That's a good way to say it. And then uh, it's just been such a weird identity not crisis but like redefining and then i'm also like you know early 30s and yeah. we're gifted to get like of of a longer life than in other centuries and you know like yeah. all of this stuff Everything the 30s is,
0: are the new 20s yes every, adolescence has been 90s.
2: extended yeah. like it's like twice as long as it used to be which yeah. is incredible to be able to have that kind of like uh timeline to discover yourself and what everything is as your brain develops you know until you're 25 i think your brain develops same with your boobs your boobs (laughs) and your brain develop until you're 25 okay all right but like just the sensory world is super important but so is the imaginative imaginative world and then we have this technology world and i think imagination and sensory uh kind of collide in technology because it needs to be sensory and the fact that like someone designed it and built it and wrote the code which is a, a physical thing sure. but then your imagination can come in on top of that and I and
0: think to utilize... like a combination of yeah. both yeah. and
2: we need the imagination of people to idealize a, a new world but we need someone to like rationalize but like this is the physical yeah. world we live in and so it's like both and I think that's also where Oh no, we don't even want tequila. Someone's knocking gonna drink that. Do we need
0: another? another like, I'm gonna have to.
2: Yeah, but also we're like our, I think a lot of where, and I'm not a psychologist, but our anxiety and depression, I think stem can stem from like where does the physical sensory world and where does the intuitive imaginary world like collide? Yeah. I think you can be completely imaginative and like super happy and euphoric in your imagination, but then. The center world, the the creditors, you know, your landlord and stuff come at you, and that's where that can collide, so.
0: Hey, Lizzie, do you mind getting the front door? She doesn't have headphones on.
2: Elizabeth.
0: You know what? Maybe us being out of booze and going through one through interruption is, like is that last is the last moment. <laughs> Actually, where can people find you if they want to chat with you more?
2: Oh my gosh, I have an Instagram underscore feediddy underscore. <laughs> I'm private, but send it's me a cool message. Send yeah, me an
0: invite. We'll see.
2: Yeah, uh, I have a Twitter, but I barely use it. And uh I have a Facebook and I barely use it, so come at me on Instagram.
0: Well, I'm not kidding. We're gonna do more episodes of this show. <laughs> We're gonna do a lot more episodes of this show in which you are a guest and Aww. I need more of your insights because Needling
2: with Josh and sometimes Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and with Josh and
0: sometimes... Well there there are just there's so many other paths that we can go down. Yes. And I feel like you and I could talk all day, but it'd be fun to do this with Lizzie here. It'd be fun to yes. do this with our friend Elise as well. And yes. we can all have this round robin of... I
2: love the different perspectives.
0: Yep. And as we're kind of both in this space where we're now... Not to speak for you, but I very much grow my family and I add to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, a lot of people are just like, this is my family. This is where I was born to. Like, we're, I'm very much... I pull people in and I yeah. exit people... Based on, and I think we're both in that stage where we're growing our LA families. Yes.
2: Well, you and I moved here pretty much at yeah, the same, same time. time. Yeah. So, yeah. so I
0: think that would be another fun show. Hell yeah! Where we come on and bring some more of our family, our new added family, and mm-hmm. we talk about why. Yeah.
2: yeah. I love that. Let's
0: noodle more. <laughs> Let's noodle more, and at that.
2: Thanks, George Clooney, thanks, and thanks, George. Dean's French Onion Dip. We didn't
0: even use it. Bonjour,
2: Dean. Bonjour,
0: Dean's. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs>